weiß Bescheid. Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. that when I had this intro originally done, I've had a few people actually ask me about the intro recently. When I had it done originally, I mean, I didn't really know exactly what I was doing, what I was going for, but the guy knocked it out of the park. He did a really good job. Um, he even had like the sound clips and, and, and stuff, the imaging that I wanted. I said, these are the kind of the ideas I wanted. And that one was like, let's extend the scene. Like, it's just not like, and here we go. It was like, and here. And then there was the pause. We... Go. And I just like it. Just just like it. I was listening to it earlier. I'm like, man, we're coming up on episode 200, and I just like it. So, obviously, for those of you who have been following along and checking us out, for as long as you have, you've noticed that the, the beginning changes. Um, Send us a DM on Instagram. Let us know what you think at the beginning, uh, if you want. Uh, I'm interested to know. You know, I mean, every single time I've asked for a feedback on it, people like it. The last one we had was like over three minutes altogether, but I mean, it was it was punchy back when the world was super dark. Um, but, you know, sort of now the, the darkness is sort of making way into light and we're sort of seeing new things. And I kind of want to, you know, use the same ideology, the same uh, message, music as a medium to create uh, a continuation. So there will be changes uh, just simply when they come about, when I see things that I kind of want to use. Um, they're going to go in there. It's going to be great. Quick thing off the top. Um, there have been quite a few people that have replied to the last, the last few podcasts. I mentioned that we are opening up, uh, a few openings here to, to have some one-on-one coaching with you guys, if you're interested. Um, and we got some emails, some replies sent to us through the website. Uh, and when you send it to us through the website and if we reply from a different email, because that typically goes to, um, a reply box so we can reply to you, but it won't come from, uh, the same spot as, so your email won't see it as coming from the same spot as where it was sent to. So it doesn't come back as a reply. Uh, it comes as a fresh email with your initial message come in from a different email address. So what normally happens there sometimes is that it ends up in your white filter. So if you have emailed us recently and it appears that we haven't emailed you back, please check your spam. Uh, we have emailed back everybody and a few people have not gotten back to us. Um, just to touch base, to talk, to see how it is, see if we can help. And hey man, however it goes is how it goes, but we just don't want you to think that we're ignorant by not replying because we got back to everyone that's reached out to us no matter what you asked us about. So 
I'll say this again. If you guys are interested or have questions about anything that is, has to do with one-on-one coaching, email me directly for now. Um, Adam at thementalmasteryalliance.com. And when you email me directly, I will email you back directly. And that can just be a question, a hum, aha. If you want to know one quick thing, shoot us an email. And I will do my best to get back to each and every one of you. I won't do my best. I will get back to each and every one of you. Good. <sighs> Got that piece of business out of the way. I know I need to use this platform more to speak to people about this engagement and not just me flapping my gums and me doing interviews. We are an interconnected um, uh, company. You'll see us if you're following us on Instagram. We do our best to talk to everybody. Granted, there are a few people that are answering on the Instagram account. Um, but, uh, the emails are, are definitely me. <laughs> uh, the website, the website's good. Uh, as long as you check your spam filters, you can find out a ton of good information on the website and, uh, yeah, the podcast. So most of our business is word of mouth and business has been good, you know? So when I look at sort of, I look around, I see the, the, I guess the, the, the dynamics of the universe that we're in right now. Everybody's worried about the crashing cryptos and the and the crashing stock markets and the this and the that and everybody's worried about all this stuff and it's just like almost like this generational fear has been pushed into us. I don't know, uh, or is continuing to be pushed. Some sort of some sort of narrative. I think uh, we've spoken on previously, but it's happening globally. So every single person is in the same boat. And the funny thing is, every single person thinks it's kind of like a unique experience. Like we're stuck here. Like I'm losing this. I'm losing that. Man, everyone's losing their shirt right now when it comes to investments, this, that, and the other thing. So, I mean, what do we do? Well, we kind of, we're kind of all in it together. And, you know, we realize that sort of, I guess, we'll, you know, push will come to shove and we'll ride this all out together. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, difference and hindrance and pros and cons, ups and downs. But, you know, we're sitting here in, in, in a spot where we're basically like, you know, not like the other shit, like, but we are legitimately all in this together. Um. And it's not, it's not like, you know, before where it was, was, where it's <laughs> the politicians saying, we're all on this together. Bull fucking shit. You know, this is us. Every single one of the listeners, every single one of you right now listening to this show and me, we're all on this together. And everyone of like mind, we're all in this together because it's happening to all of us. So do your best to reach out and to speak, not just to me, but to anyone, you know, about this and understand that. We're all in a tough spot. We're all in a tough way. We're all in a, what appears to be tough because it wasn't what it was, but what's coming is something so much more incredible, so much more different. Uh, I'm really excited to see the, not the fallout, but, but what this is building, you know, what this, what this, this generational change is procuring. Uh, I don't know exactly how else to put it, but I'm not worried about it. Uh, I'm interested to see how we're going to innovate and how we're going to adapt and overcome. Um, and what I see happening, I see a lot of things crumbling. I see a lot of the official narrative uh, coming down. I see, not the official. When I say the official narrative in this context, I mean shit that we've lived with forever, systemic garbage forever, things that we listen to and and, and blindly agree with. I see people questioning that stuff. Uh, I'm going to read out two two things here. Um, it's 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 kind of it's kind of. One on the same, uh, two massive posts. I've just put them on the Instagram as well. So this is the second time that I'm quoting my own Instagram, but, but I like it. 
And I know that Instagram is killing us. Instagram is just taking the message away. So this, these are things to me that are like so important that I kind of want to put them on all platforms so that people can see. And when I say killing us, I mean stepping on us. I mean, it's a matter of time before we lose our Instagram influence uh, and, and our ability to reach people. So, I mean, it's down to you guys to sort of share this podcast with people. If, if you think it's going to help somebody, whether it be humorous, whether it be conspiracy, whether it be free thought, I mean, we tend to cover a lot of subjects. So we do our best to, to sort of keep the, the, the congruent theme of, of happiness, free thought, uh, expansion, mindset, and all that sort of shit moving forward. Um, and and uh, I was having a conversation with my friend Brian, who's been on the show numerous times talking about how, you know, if people don't have the ability to expand their mind, uh, it, it becomes a problem. You become the bad guy. You know, these people, there's so many people out there that want to shit on you, that want to micromanage you. For stepping up, stepping out, having an opinion, um, but but honestly, you got to keep doing it. You gotta you gotta have your opinions. You gotta be able to say what you want to say, um, and and not you know not in a, a derogatory piece of shit way. I mean, if you've got a solid message and if you believe in yourself and if you understand that you're coming from a place of happiness, passion, and compassion, then I'm pretty sure whatever it is that your message is is going to be a good one. Just like us. I mean, we're crazy over here. But I don't think at any point have we ever been intentionally hurtful. Um, you have to grow through that. And a lot of people are in the middle of that right now. When when you might you yourself might be intentionally hurtful to somebody. Uh, but that's only because you you yourself are fighting a demon inside you. Therefore, you're projecting onto the world ah, what's going on inside you. And because we don't really have the ability to talk or communicate. Uh, men's mental health, that's a thing. That's a huge thing. Um, you know, it we just have these perceptions that we sort of fall in line with and we believe them to be the thing that we, that we are, that, that that's accurate, you know, but truth is our perception is the thing that creates the thing. <laughs> so man, I mean, that's, that's a whole other episode right there, but I mean, you know, just to cut that one short, like however you choose to perceive the world or your actions inside the world are how you're going to view how somebody is acting. And there's a lot of people out there. I mean, for the most part, when you sort of start seeing things from both points of view, you kind of aren't any longer involved in the things. You're more just observing the things and the arguments and the people going back and forth. Um, but people typically don't argue with you if you don't give them the opportunity to argue back or raise your voice or get upset or just be like, hey, it is what it is. Me personally, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't, I no longer need to express my points. I will talk about them. And if you like them, great. If you don't, great. Uh, if you've got constructive criticism, let's get into it. But there's no arguing. I'm not here to argue. I'm here like because I'm not, you know, you're right and I'm right. Both points are right. So let's just sort of see why and how we got to where we are. It's a, a general and beautiful understanding. I talked earlier about coaching and about the business. And again, email me directly if you want to talk about coaching. Also, for those of you who sent us an email through the website, Check your white filter. We got back to you. And if you don't see anything, send us an email again directly, adam at the Mental Mastery Alliance. We will get back to you. Let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurship. Um, before we do that, though, let's talk a little bit about free thinkers. <laughs> As you can see, I'm not overly prepared for this podcast. I am overly prepared, but... There's like 18 different things I want to talk about, and it, they kind of are different topics, but they're actually all the same topic. I know I sound messed up right now. Uh, here we are. <clears throat> I posted this a year ago, and I got flack for it. I got people shitting on me, like taking offense. I got people taking offense to what I was saying. Uh, 
this came up in one of my memories, Facebook memories or whatever, and I'm like, fuck, I really like that. It's it's come across really well. It's aged well for me. And I see it as aging well for um for the impact it might have now. And it reads like this. It's a shout out to all free thinkers. A free thinker is always called crazy by the masses. The majority of people who are hooked up to the matrix are close-minded. They have been deeply conditioned to live in fear. When such people see an awakened being who thinks freely and understands all perspectives, their egos get triggered. They start justifying their closed-minded thinking by calling you crazy. They're so deeply programmed that they don't even realize the person who they are calling crazy is the one trying to set them free. A free thinker never impresses others. They break people's beliefs and they speak the truth. Now, when I posted this originally, it was people taking offense to that. You're saying I'm closed-minded. You're saying this, you're saying that. And interestingly enough, that must have been my sphere of influence at the time. If I think back to it, maybe a year, maybe two years ago, whatever it was, maybe I was closed-minded because you attract what you are, right? So maybe my closed-mindedness or maybe the caption that I added to it, which I didn't read because I didn't catch. I just grabbed the picture from off Facebook on Instagram. Maybe, maybe that was where I was. And as I post it now, I understand more that, you know, people are seeing this from a different perspective, a different side. They're seeing it from the free thinker side. They're seeing it as they themselves are the free thinker, which is such a beautiful thing. Wherein before the response was, they were seeing it as if I were calling people closed-minded, which is kind of funny because if you're going to get offended by being called closed-minded, then you're labeling yourself closed-minded and that's how you're addressing yourself. You're doing it to yourself. So this to me it's just a, it's just a dichotomy. It's a, it's a, it's a shift. It's a change. You know, you're seeing the ethos change. Or at least I am. I'm in my world, in my reality and, and how I'm perceiving the world around me and, and all the experiences that I'm having, I'm seeing the world sort of waking up to, to new possibilities. I'm also surrounding myself with new people. I'm systematically, um, actually I'm not even doing it. Those that are very close minded who were in my sphere are seeing themselves out. And of course I'm the bad guy as they're on their way out the door. And I get that. And I'm totally cool with that, you know, and I applaud them for, for doing the best that they can. And if I'm the bad guy and me being gone helps them get to where they need to be, then great. Um, I, I thank you as well, because a lot of the times too, you know, an empath or somebody who, you know, wants to help doesn't always pull the plug when they should, you know, at what point does helping become enabling, right? So it's always good to just, Go with the flow on that note. And I like it. I like the idea that everything is exactly as fluid as it needs to be. Uh, before I get to, and the last point that I'm going to make um, is the entrepreneurship. We're going to end on that one because it's going to be a decent, a decent size one. I'll jump into another post. Uh, and this was from uh, a friend of ours, a friend of the family. I like to call her our internet cousin or sister. She's hilarious. Sherry, we've had her on the show. She was on episode 162, I believe. So you can track back and listen to her, but she has a post and she's, she's notorious for having these memes go moderately viral. Um, and then she's got other memes that are super viral, but she doesn't have her name on them. So guaranteed you've seen some of her stuff because it's been literally everywhere. If you're in this sphere, her stuff gets shared quite a lot. So she shared this picture of these two dogs and it's hilarious. I don't know when she shared it, but a while ago, 
Uh, and I loved the picture. The faces on the dogs just it's just hilarious because how many times have you had that conversation with that friend that just won't learn the goddamn lesson, you know? Or you've witnessed this friend just going nuts. And it's so funny because her her picture is the caption reads when your higher self has had enough ego and it's bullshit. And then the picture is two dogs, one barking violently and the other one looking like a goof. The one barking violently says, just learn the goddamn lesson already. And the other one says, okay, sure. But uh, what if? And that shit just made me laugh because my caption of this too, because this was a takeaway for me. And my caption of this was, for the first time ever, because of this meme, my brain has unlocked a solid correlation between an egoic battle internally and witnessing it's ex- uh, witnessing it externally uh, through how some of our friends repeatedly act, which further solidifies the ideology that there is no difference between the battle within and what we appear to be experiencing externally. And we had somebody reply to this, so we're going to give you a quick shout out here. Uh, you said, uh, doused Karen. I'm probably not saying that right. It said, can you explain this? So Karen, yes, for you, let's explain this a little. Um, my caption, what I'm going to explain my caption is you're watching these people repeat these things. And, and often that we're not going to, we're not going to want to look internally and say, I'm repeating certain patterns, but we have no problem seeing it in other people. It's the age old, age old adage, you know, you, I can help you a thousand times over, but I can never help myself. You know, it's just one of those things. The person that's so good at helping somebody else can't help themselves. And that's, you know, this is, this is a huge part of that. So, you're seeing these things in, in repetition. You're seeing your friends repeatedly do stupid things. But if you're seeing it and if they're doing it, then they represent a, a vibration and a frequency that you're doing. Therefore, you're doing the same thing that they're doing. Maybe not to a T, maybe not with the same person or in a dating thing, but in a realization aspect. You're repeating patterns in, in such a cyclical way. Because, and, and this is the world being like, hey, look at this and now tie this into you. Your friend doing this, that's the same thing you're doing. You're doing the same thing. So the more you cycle yourself out of these things, the more you realize, the more, the more you, the more you speak to yourself on a, on a higher tone, a higher frequency, a higher everything, the more everything externally changes. So when you're witnessing these things externally and you're correlating them internally, you're like, shit, I am doing these things. These are the patterns that I'm following. And now that's why I said that to my caption, because there are, there's wit, there's evidence everywhere externally, quote unquote, externally as to what's going on internally. And for that to be the case, how we define external versus internal needs to be redefined internally. And when you understand that manifestation comes from the internal, there's so much more externally that you can create because it's literally the same thing. Everything that you could ever think that you want is literally what you have. Your life right now is the result of all the effort you've put in. What are we focused on? Whatever we're focused on is what is what we're creating. And people are like, no, I'm focusing on what's being created. In other words, I'm focusing on the situation that I'm in. I'm not creating the situation by focusing, which is where you're dead wrong. See, if everything bad is happening to you and all these terrible things are happening to you, it's because of the way you're acting. It's because of the words you're choosing to use. It's because of the ideology and the mentality that you're choosing to have. Your external life exists in such a way that until you learn your lesson, you can't advance. And the only way you can learn your lesson is by opening your mind becoming a free thinker. And the worst part, then this is one of the toughest ones because some of the free thinkers that I know that are on their way to becoming absolute legends 
are stuck on that first aspect, that first step, that first breaking of the veil. You've crashed through one glass ceiling and you see the world as kind of not what it's not how it's delivered. But you think that's it. And I know from my experience when I did that when I made that first correlation, I thought that that was it. I thought that I'd I'd made the jump. There was one jump to make. I'd made the jump and this is the world now. Truth is, after you get through that jump, so you make the jump out of the world as it's delivered, you get into the world that you see from that position. And then from there, you've got 42 more levels to go. I arbitrarily made up the number 42. But there are no shortage of glass ceilings for you to crash through. Understandings, realizations, correlations, things that are going on inside your head. See, the thing is, when you shatter your egoic self externally, you land on an egoic self spiritually. So now your ego says, I'm better than you, and I know more than you, and I've done my dark night of the soul, and I'm already here, and I've already experienced it. Everything is still shit for me. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) But you can get through that plateau as well to all of a sudden you're no longer spiritually egoic as well. So I think I answered your question here, Karen. Um, And... Cherry, Cherry Baum, quadruple eight, our good friend Sherry, will hopefully be coming back on the show sometime soon to celebrate our 200th episode. Our 500th episode is going to be madness, but I'm going to start planning that one a little bit later. It's hard to believe we've done 200. You know, it's also hard to believe that I'm, you know, just getting started. (laughs) Absolutely just getting started. And that's the cool thing. Like there's so many shifts going on all across the universe, across the world, across, you know, your country, state, province. Um, everything is shifting in, in such a, a, a beautiful tone. So now, as promised, the final point that I want to get to in this episode. And the thing is, we're already at 20 minutes. I could cut this one off right here and just jump into another episode about this other stuff. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give you guys ample stuff to think about here. Uh, I don't know where this post came from. It's uh, It's... It's uh, 2017. I'm coming through it just as the post. I don't know its context or anything like that. Uh, but I really liked it, and it was like it was an eye opener. Oh, uh, hello, it was an eye opener for me as well. The post reads: Entrepreneurship is like one of those carnival games where you get to throw darts at a balloon. Middle class kids can afford one throw; most miss. A few hit the target and get a small prize. A very few hit the center bullseye and get a bigger prize. Rags to riches, the American dream lives on. Rich kids can afford many throws. If they want to. They can try over and over and over again. Until they hit something and feel good about themselves. Some keep going until they hit the center bullseye. Then give speeches or write blogs about... Meritocracy, meritocracy. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's like winning goals and, and taking merit. And the salutary effects of hard work. So these are the blogs, you know, that they're writing. It also goes on to read that poor kids aren't even visiting the carnival; they're the ones working in it. And as I read this, I thought to myself that, you know, the realizations that I came to with this was, you know, it's so true about some of it. You know, some of this post is victim mentality um, and some of it is, is, is bang on accurate. 
And this is where I get in trouble because I don't always line up with everything and everybody gets offended by the fact that there's more to something. Man, everything that we do is fluid. It's true. Every single thing that we're doing is changing. So I'm going to address a few points in this. Middle-class kids can afford one throw. Most miss. A few hit the target and get a small prize. A very few hit the bullseye of the target and get even bigger prize the American Dream lives on. We lived in a world, we lived in a world where, man, you went to school, you got a good job, right? It was just systematic, systematic. You came out of the indoctrination school camps. You went into the uh, tax brackets, slave wages, business, etc., etc. And then you churned out some sort of a 401k and you, you kind of went on from there. The idea of working for yourself was absurd at the time. Um, it was, it was not for you. Nobody would encourage it. It, It's, it's, it's pretty crazy to think about these things. Right. But so now all the people that didn't, that didn't push. Now let's talk about the middle class and society right now is in the process of crushing and destroying the middle class essentially for their own benefit. You know, I don't know all the rules. I don't know. I don't know the pretense, the context behind it, but the middle class could get through to become what higher class, upper class could have a lot of money. Could start changing the system, could start waking people up, could do whatever they want with it. You know, there's a certain point in life where things happen and you're like, this ain't what it used to be. This ain't what it's supposed to be. Uh, and the middle class is, is being burned up here. So it's an ideology that's run much longer than we've, you know, admitted to or allowed to speak about. But I, uh, I came across another message a friend of mine had said, and it said, it read something, something along the lines of, if all your income is consumed for food and shelter, then your work is no longer a way of economic advancement, but an activity of self-preservation. In the real world, this is called slavery. So this is a problem with the middle class. The middle class now that make their 50 to 100 grand a year or whatever it is, um, they can't afford certain things, especially if they've got kids, then they're stuck, you know? And then you hear people, those people are like yelling at you. You don't know what my situation is. I'm tough. I can't just go and do this. I can't go and do that, right? And then on top of that, We've got shitty food that we're eating and and we're taking away our motivation. So anyone working their ass off from nine to five typically doesn't want to work from five to nine or five to 10 on something for themselves because they're drained, they're exhausted. And you'll hear entrepreneurs, this is the super rich who took swing after swing, right? And then they give their speeches on mediocrity and, and uh, the, the effects of hard work. These people are going to tell you that you can do it, right? If you can't afford a lot of shit, you're buying cheap food. Right. For the most part, I know a lot of good parents that are that are, are feeding their kids better than they're feeding themselves because that's just the way you, the way it goes. When you're unmotivated to do certain things in the middle class, it's hard to step up and say to yourself, I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna work, I'm gonna do this work and then I'm gonna do that work. It's it's hard. Um the the best thing that you could possibly do is basically quit everything, right? And start fresh. But remember. We can't do that either because there's a million things that are on our plates. There's a million responsibilities that we have. We've got cars. We've got insurance. We've got rising gas prices. We've got rising food prices. We've got food shortages. We've got all this stuff going on. It's all intentional. And it's it's mind it's mind numbing. So the easiest thing to do is, eat, is, is not the easiest thing to do, but sometimes we're only left with shitty food. And then shitty food means lack of motivation. Lack of motivation means lack of physical movement. Lack of physical movement is amplified by the ease of Prime Video or Netflix. And then we find ourselves stuck again in a pattern. Uh, it takes a little bit of consistency, obviously, but to break that pattern, you can. Be aware that the food is shitty. 
uh, and do your best to eat or study up on certain things that you can eat or that you can grow in your own garden or that you can grow in a hydroponics plant inside your house. Uh, all I'm saying is at every stage of the game, every stage of the game where you are, and this is where I want to take the victim mentality at, which says at the bottom of this, it says the poor kids are at the carnival. They're the ones working in. The middle-class kids get one throw. This is kind of victim mentality because yeah, we get one throw. I'll tell you this, but every single middle-class kid that wants something more before he got to the carnival, he or she got to the carnival. They practice that throw a thousand times in their backyard. Wherein the rich kids roll into the carnival with no experience and they chuck darts all over the place. That poor kid practiced, right? And the poor kid that's working the carnival, yeah, sure, he's working it for a year, but he's working the ride. He's working the system, right? To the point where he knows there's going to come a time where he's saved up his money from working at the carnival. He's saved up his knowledge from working at the carnival, and he's going to go and defeat the ride. He's going to go and defeat the system. The rich kids get all the throws and they get all the bling and they get all the sparkles and they get all the this, that, and the other thing because they've got all the fancy stuff and the fancy cars and the this and the that. And then guys like you and me look at this and they go, well, fuck, look at him. He did all that. What I'm doing isn't right. What, what I'm doing isn't working. What I'm doing isn't happening right now. And it's not It's not so much that. It's 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 a consistency, it's a consistency thing. We aren't staying consistent. Um, and, and the one thing that we need is consistency. Because we're working for the money first so that we can make the moves second. They've already got the money, so they're just making the moves. And keep in mind, they have their own issues. The super rich have their own issues. You know, Who do I trust? Who can I this? Who can I that? Everybody's after me for something. Everybody wants something. It's very lonely having a lot of money. Um, so everyone's kind of dealing with their own thing. But this post I really liked because it sort of opened up. It, it, it first it spoke to me on the on the basis of how the game is played differently by perspective. And then it, it showed me that, you know, you can step into your own role and you can practice your own thing and you can do your own thing. And that shit's really cool. That, yeah, you may not get it as fast as you want it, but you're certainly going to manifest it. And you certainly have the opportunity and the ability to manifest it. And I talk about this with regards to cigarettes. Cigarettes are any sort of addiction. I used to drink. I used to do drugs. I used to smoke cigarettes. I used to do all this shit. And I look at it now as, as looking back on that, that part of my life, I look on it, I look at it as saying, I remember smoking cigarettes. I remember saying to myself, I will never be able to smoke cigarettes. Jason, if you're listening to this episode right now, understand that you can just put them down. You, specifically you, brother, put them down. You've done so much internal work. You've thrown that dart so many times. <laughs> Same analogy. You know, you've played that you've played that carnival game so many times that you can just walk into the carnival right now with your one shot and do it. So do me and you a favor and put that cigarette down. Now, back to the rest of you. If you want it, you can create it, right? For me, I understood that the opportunity in smoking, as much as I loved it, which I did as I was doing it, the opportunity for me was to quit. And to get past all the noise, it's it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. How many times have we heard this? It's it's nicotine is the hardest thing you'll ever quit. It's harder than heroin, right? And we believe these stories. So in believing these stories, we don't try to challenge ourselves. And when I said when I say don't try to challenge, I'm talking about like four days, four days without a cigarette, and you're done smoking. Right? You're gonna tell me that you can't go four days, right? You can. You just choose not to. 
And this is such a huge thing because there's so many people that are going to get triggered by that. And it's not you getting triggered, right? It's, it's the egoic stance on the story that you've told yourself and how much you've got invested in that story. But as I sit here on the other end of it, I can say to you this, it's the greatest decision I ever made in my entire life to both start and quit smoking. Because it gave me a perspective that said, well, the whole world is telling you this is the hardest thing you'll ever do. And honestly, it was not. I decided I was done and I was done. And then the world now says, well, you're different. You're this, you're that. You've got this, you've got that. But if you want to quit smoking, if you want to quit drinking, if you want to quit being a piece of shit, if you want to quit anything that you're not happy with in your life, and I'll tell you, the only things that you want to quit in your life are the things that you're not happy with. Nobody ever wanted to quit making a million dollars a month, (laughs) right? So the things that you're not happy with in your life literally exist for you to change them and for you to understand who you're becoming in the process of changing the things that you're changing. All the shit that's happening in your life right now is, is a gift for you to grow from. Now, the world doesn't want to hear that just yet, but we're getting there. We're getting to that spot. We're getting to that place. So, I mean, I could go on and on and on about this and about this message, but there is, there is a silver lining and there are two sides to every story. And the more people you add to the story and the more incantations you tell with regards to the story, the more the story has possibilities, outcomes, and sides. To stick with something is, is a no bueno. Right? To keep repeating the patterns is a no bueno. You don't need to do it. You can literally do anything that you want to do by simply doing the thing that you want to do and facing the challenge head on. Anyway, I've taken up enough of your time today, ladies and gentlemen. So I hope I got some messages across without you know sounding weird or arrogant or pushy or preachy or anything like that because that's not my intention. My intention is just to talk about the shit that I know about. <laughs> that's about it. Uh, and have a good time. And if you are interested in coaching, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a few spots open this summer. We are making some changes and some great stuff is coming down the pipe. Again, if you have any interest in coaching one-on-one, reach out. Adam at the Mental Mastery Alliance. If you're not following us on Instagram, head over, drop us a like, say something. We want to hear from you. Um, if you have any any designs to be on the show, you can leave a voicemail, 647-338-1265. You can send us a text. Again, that's a Canadian number, so be careful if you if you don't have a North American account. Um, but we will check that machine. Uh, I guess that's about it for today. So uh, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.